the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about the teen baby boom and what's up with this. My guest today is Richard Dudum. He's the author of What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls. Now, I don't know if you've been hearing about this, but um, the news is ablaze with baby stories, babies having babies. And uh, I know it's teenagers technically, but when it comes to having babies, really teens are just babies and shouldn't be having babies of their own yet. Um, we've been hearing in the news about the teen pregnancy pact in Gloucester High School in Massachusetts where 17 girls became pregnant all in the same school year, which is up from their average of four per year, which is four too many in my opinion, four out of 1,200. Um, and there, you, what you may not have heard about is this new show coming up uh, starting this week, actually, called The Baby Borrowers. And that's a brilliant reality show where someone had the idea, <laughs> being being sarcastic here, facetious, um, and when I talk about this brilliant idea, to um, let five couples, five teens, unmarried couples, play house on national television, including um, getting babies, having um, being able to take care of Babies and then all, um, children growing all the way up until uh, they're taking care of teens themselves. And then, for good measure, they take care of uh, senior citizens who have some medical disabilities. I'll go into more details later. We'll be talking about this today with my guest. But um, and, and analyzing why it is that there is this this boom in the consciousness and, and obviously a show like Baby Boomers, although baby, baby Boomers, Baby Borrowers, although it's supposed to be, um, uh, it's called, um, they use the tagline that it's, it's supposed to be birth control, not a television show, but birth control, trying to show teens that this isn't a good idea. It, in fact, has problems of its own, and we're going to be examining this whole issue today. If you have any Opinions about this, do feel free to call in. Meanwhile, let me introduce my guest. His name, again, is Richard Dudum. He is um, a San Francisco lawyer, musician, realtor, summer camp director, community leader, and the father of four children, two girls and two boys. Hi, Richard. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, except I'm angry. When I hear about these kinds of things, it just... uh, you know, it makes me feel really sad um, for both the teens who are having babies and for the babies who they're having because, needless to say, teenagers cannot provide the kind of stable um, home. Well, actually, adults aren't doing such a great job these days either, but it's even a lot harder when you're a teen 
and dealing with issues that teens have to deal with, all the emotional ups and downs, to uh, have a baby of your own. So before we start this, let me just ask you, how old are your kids? You know, my oldest daughter is 22, my uh, youngest daughter is 16, my oldest son is 20, actually he's just turning 20 next week, and my uh, youngest son is 13. So we go from 13 to 22. Okay. Now, what made you, with all these other um, occupations that you have that I just read off, what made you um, decide to write what your mother never told you? You know, I've had, I've spent the last 20 years talking to and listening to teens, and they have a lot of serious questions on their mind. And I'm the dad that the kids come and talk to, not only my, my four children, but uh, friends and relatives, and, uh, and I hear what they have to say. And if you take the time to listen, they have some very serious questions, and they want answers. And so I just decided, you know, it's time to put those thoughts down and the answers that I've been giving to these kids and uh, give them some tools and strategies to uh, take good care of themselves. Now, I guess as a summer camp director, um, that was for all ages? or Absolutely, but, but we, we did focus on, on the teens and the, and the young adults in the, the early 20s, and, and we spent a lot of time listening and talking and addressing issues that, that they're dealing with and giving them opportunities to, uh, to ask questions and giving them you know, good concrete answers as opposed to learning from their peers. Now, was this some kind of special camp or, or just a regular? No, it's just, it's just a, a, a local camp that, that I had grown up in and spent time with the, the kids, and, and that's just one part of it. You know, after, after the, the camp was every summer for 20-plus uh, years. Um, other than that, uh, I have my own camp at home with the four kids yeah. and, and with their friends and, and with their friends. And so, I mean, I was just wondering whether pa- the parents... Um you know, how the parents felt about... I mean, that that's really the root of the problem, isn't it? That um, the reason why teens are having babies and doing so many other things, taking drugs and committing suicide and, you know, doing all kinds of um, self-injurious behavior is because their parents aren't paying attention to them and aren't sitting down and listening. Well, that's that's the problem. We We need to have open communication with our teenagers. We need to communicate with them and we need to educate them. You know, we, we need to let our teens know what, what we expect from them as parents and, even more importantly, what they should expect from themselves. We need to give them some standards that, that they should hold themselves to. Well, let's talk about the town in Gloucester, the school in Gloucester, and this, um, well, this, this teen pregnancy pact. Now, what's interesting is that um, apparently this story about the 17 teen girls becoming pregnant in the same class and was discovered when uh, there seemed to be <laughs> more girls than usual going into the school clinic and asking for pregnancy tests. And when they found out that they weren't pregnant, they were disappointed. And somehow a, um, a clever Time magazine reporter got wind of this and wrote a story about it. And part of that story was uh, interviewing the principal who said that there was a pact and that um, these teen girls had had all agreed that they would get pregnant and raise their children together and uh, be a support system for their children. And some of the, um, it was all different kinds of boys that uh, that were involved in this. 
Um, some of them were boyfriends. Some of them were girls. Were, were boys the girls hardly knew. And one of them was a homeless man. And of course, from a from a legal um, standpoint, it brings up all kinds of issues. Like you know, shouldn't these men, um, depending upon their age, be tried for statutory rape? Right. I mean, that's that's one angle of it is the statutory rape, and but I think the more important angle is uh, is the decisions that these girls made, and uh, the consequences for their actions that they need to live with, and and even more important is the decisions that all of our teens make and giving them the tools and strategies to make informed decisions. And, and that's really what my book is all about, Carol. It, it's trying to give these girls um, and equip them to handle the turbulent issues that are definitely coming their way in this uh, media and Internet-focused environment that they're in. Yes. Well, let, let's. But, but I want to sort of analyze this situation in, in Massachusetts. Sure. Um, First of all, this pact idea, you know, what's interesting is that um, the principal has gone on vacation, and one wonders whether that was pre-planned or not, and in his absence, there, the mayor and various other townspeople are trying, and, and some of the, of the teens are trying to say um, that this was not a pact. Um, because, of course, they're going to say that because they're embarrassed. They don't want to acknowledge that they, I mean, it sounds very, um, they're embarrassed to admit that they did something like this because now that it's gotten national attention, um, you know, it seems sort of foolish. They've been criticized for it. And, of course, when you look at packed behavior, whether it's uh, to get pregnant or to commit suicide, there are similar underlying characteristics and um, these include the fact that what they decide to do is forbidden, it's self-destructive, and therefore it has to be kept secret. And by keeping this secret, that makes the teens develop trust and camaraderie and rebelliousness by sharing it together. It's the teens against the world, certainly the teens against their parents. And unfortunately, you know, now they're... Um, um, trying to say that, that it was just a coincidence that 17 <laughs> teen girls got pregnant because they don't want to fess up to the pact. What it, what, um, have you heard about this, the current controversy? Yeah, I have. And, you know, it's, it seems like more than a coincidence to have 17 girls in one high school get pregnant, uh, especially when that's um, more than four times the norm for that high school. Um, so it's, it's awfully suspect. Um, but... I think that the the media's um, focus on whether or not there's a pact is is really media hype. Um, I think more importantly, you've got 17 girls who made um, some very uh, questionable decisions, and uh, that that the focus needs to be on um, why they made those decisions and and how our teens make their decisions and and equipping them so that they make good decisions. The 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 pact you know the the pact controversy um, will go on, um, but the reality is it's it's more than a coincidence and uh, and it's a problem and we have to get to the root of that issue and and to figure out how to correct it for not only uh, you know their classmates but for all of our teens across this country. Yes, there was a teen who was on um, well at least one that I know of. There might have been more who um, has been on television with her boyfriend and um, who was trying to deny that there was a pact and just saying that uh, that it was a coincidence. And um, 
you know, it, it was really, and yet the people on the show that she was on didn't criticize or didn't, um, wasn't, weren't really asking the tough questions, you know, about uh, why they wanted to get pregnant or, or, I mean, there seemed to be this kind of acceptance of it because the teen and her boyfriend was on the show and so they were happy to have a scoop, you know. Right. Um, and, and instead of really uh, paying attention to the fact that this is not something to be applauded, you know, it's not like uh, motherhood, whoopee, you know, and, and disregarding the fact that she's a teen and now her whole life um, has been compromised because, of course, it's much harder to, to continue your education if you're pregnant and you have a baby to take care of or to, to climb up the ladder of whatever career you want. Um, you know, it, it's not really something like to be applauded like a pregnancy where you're, first of all, where it's a couple who are married and who have planned to get pregnant. Right. Well, and that's the, uh, that's the music signaling that we have to take a break. So we'll take a pregnant pause, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest today is Richard Dudum. His book is What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about the teen baby boom. What's up with this? Um, the According to the National Center for Health Statistics, Teen pregnancy rates were the highest, at least in terms of what they've been measuring, in 1990, uh, where there were about 117 pregnancies per 1,000 young women between the ages of 15 and 19. Then in, um, in 2000, they, it decreased to 85 per 1,000, from 117 to, one, to, to 85. And then in 2004, it went even lower to 72 um, pregnancies per 1,000 teens. And uh, however, in 2006, the birth rate has increased uh, 3%. Now, the question is, and we're talking today about uh, the phenomenon that went on, that is going on at uh, the Gloucester High School in Massachusetts, where 17 girls and in the same school year, became pregnant. Probably a pact between them, amongst them, to uh, to get pregnant and to help each other raise the babies. Uh, not a coincidence. And then we're going to be talking later on in the show about the new television show called The Baby Borrowers. So um, my guest today is Richard Dudum, the author of What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls. Let's talk about the influence of the media because... There's no doubt that um, media influence uh, all of us. You know, we don't want to admit it. Um, I've been very involved in in the impact of violence in the media and copycat violence and uh, been astonished with some of the criminals who, even though it might help their case to admit that they copied their crime, which in some cases are very, very specific to things that were in a movie or in a television show, um, even when it could help their case, they didn't want to seem as though they could be that much of an idiot, you know, that uh, easily influenced. Uh, feel, they feel like they're, 
you know, admitting to being an idiot, to being uh, able to be manipulated by society. And they'd rather not admit that. They'd rather <laughs> have a heavier sentence and not admit that the media influences them. We don't want to admit it, but obviously it does, or else there wouldn't be millions and billions of dollars spent on advertising to influence us in 15 seconds, no less um, some of these things that, that go on far longer. And some of the movies that have been happening in recent times that could well have uh, influenced teenage girls to become pregnant would be movies like Juno, Knocked Up. Also, soap operas are always good for um, showing teen girls that the way to get your man is to get pregnant. (laughs) And, I mean, that's um, perpetrating an idea that, of course, isn't true, but it seems it happens in the soap opera. Uh, and then, of course, we have teen celebrities like Jamie Lynn Spears getting pregnant and looking all <laughs> cutesy, prancing around and not looking as though it ruined her life, although um, although it may well have since uh, it seems unlikely that she will be uh, continuing in the show that she was in um, and having this American Girl Next Door, uh, wholesome kind of uh, portraying that image, that's gone. And, of course, it conveys to teen girls who may well be feeling neglected and unloved. And, and um, uh, in fact, that's what one of the girls said that was the reason why she got pregnant or, or many of the girls got pregnant was because they wanted unconditional love. Well, you don't get pregnant to get unconditional love from your baby. You get pregnant to give unconditional love to your baby. But obviously these teen girls um, felt as though they were missing unconditional love because they weren't getting that from their parents. Richard, (laughs) what do you have to say? Well, you know, I think that that the media influence is a huge problem. Our, Our teens are being bombarded at every turn with mixed messages. Um, whether it's the Internet, music videos, reality TV, uh, it's very difficult for our teens to, to know what is and is not a good decision. And, and the media portrays pregnancy and sex as being fashionable. It's cool. And that's why I've got chapters in the book um, specifically entitled The Media Hype. And I want the girls to understand that, you know, not everybody is going to be Jamie Lee Spears with unlimited funds and, and the, the glory of TV and, uh, and having all of these uh, opportunities available to her simply because of who she is. It's, it's not glorified. It's, it's a problem. And, uh, you know, movies like Juno and, and Knocked Up, while they, they uh, may have some interesting content, the reality is, is that they minimize the severity of, of uh of sex and the consequences of sex. And uh, so it's very difficult, Carol, for the kids to make good decisions when, when at every turn, uh, the minute they step out of their door, the, uh, the standards uh, are lowered by their community and by comedi- competing expectations. It's just it's not easy, but the media certainly doesn't help. Yes, did you see those movies? Well, you know, I actually made a point to see those movies. And, uh, you know, what concerned me about the movie Juno was that this young girl was so cavalier about getting pregnant. Um, I, I think it's a serious subject that requires serious thought and serious discussion. And um, if there is such a young lady out there, she, she's the exception. Um, as I said, the, the movie had some entertainment value, but, but uh, the underlying message I felt was, was that it's completely acceptable and 
and uh, and I think that they should have showed some more of the uh, the physical and emotional pain and consequences of uh, of uh, finding out you're pregnant, dealing with the pregnancy, having the child. It's it's a serious issue, and yeah. in some ways, it was minimized by by that show. Yes, you know, I, I, and the thing is, I think a lot of teens would be able to relate to um, the teen in that movie because. Because she, it was clear that she was uh, her family. She was alienated from her family. Um, they weren't really paying attention to her. I mean, this would be a perfect example of someone who might think uh, sh- that if she had a baby, you know, she'd get some love from somewhere. Um, and um, and then the way it ended, where she gave the baby up for adoption to the woman, it was like she was dropping off a package. You're right. We didn't see the turmoil that she went through. She had this uh, edgy kind of cool um, uh, demeanor, and it it just seemed like, I I mean, some um, teens seeing that movie might think, huh, that's a good idea. I'll have a baby, and I'll give it to some woman who who needs a baby. Well, you know, the problem is is that it, it was portrayed too casually. And there's nothing casual about being pregnant at 14 and 15 and 16. There's nothing casual about morning sickness or childbirth or um, dealing with the um, the the various issues that that these teens are going to deal with. And and those 17 girls, um, you know, I they really have no choice but to to work together to to uh, get through the situation they put themselves in. But the reality is, is that it's not a casual issue. It's a serious issue, and it's a nationwide issue. And, and I wrote this book to fill the communication gap between parents and teens. Because if parents don't talk to their kids about these issues, if they're too scared to talk about these issues, then situations like this are going to occur. And, you know, Carol, the best part about my book is that it says things and it talks about every single subject that these teens are dealing with in language that the teens understand. And so a parent could simply leave this book on their daughter's bed and will have had almost every conversation that they're too scared to talk about. Yes, why don't you tell us some of the um, chapter headings because I thought they were very interesting. You know, this. Uh, let me go through a few of them. And, and, you know, Carol, I think this book should be required summer reading for all incoming high school students. Um, some of the chapters include Figure Out Who You're Not. I want the girls to, to take the time to uh, understand who they are and who they're not, um, what's important to them and, and what's not important to them. Uh, I figure that the more that the girls decide that this is not something I want to do, everything they decide in that regard, they're one step closer to figuring out who they actually are. I've got chapters saying that it's not just peer pressure. Um, in fact, it's more like misery likes company. Misery loves company. It's, uh, it's, uh, these girls have the convenience of knowing that there are 16 other girls by them who are in the same situation. So that's more than peer pressure. They're in the same uh, boat, and misery does love company. I've got a chapter called Change Friends When It's Time, and that's exactly what some of these girls should have done. They should have changed friends. It was time because some of those girls re- reflected people who, who maybe they didn't want to be or, or, uh, or things they didn't want to do, and they should have made the change. And it's difficult for girls to know that it's okay to change friends, and that's why I wrote that chapter. There are chapters on confidence and self-esteem, a chapter on respect yourself. You know, I, 
I've got some very aggressive chapters, in the, including one that says, don't dress and act like a hoe. And that chapter, the girls love that chapter because it actually talks about perceptions and communication skills. It talks about accurately portraying who you are. Yes, um, you know, portraying, acting and dressing like a hoe, you know, is what, <laughs> is what lends girls in this problems of becoming pregnant to begin with. And, and yet people do, they do it for all the wrong reasons. They do it to get that male attention that they're missing at home from their right. daddies. Right. Well, we do need to take another break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Richard Dudum. He's the author of What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls. And these girls should have read this book, and, uh, <laughs> or else they might have not decided to go along with this pact. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about the teen baby boom, What's Up With This, with my guest, Richard Dudem. He's the author of What Your Mother Never Told You. Um, we're talking today about this because uh, as the news is uh, becoming more and more replete with stories about teens having babies. We're talking now, we've been talking about the uh, 17 girls who got pregnant in the Gloucester High School, the teen pregnancy pact. I still believe it's a pact, even if they want to deny it. Uh, some of them want to deny it. I, th- I think they're all ganging up against the poor principal who told the truth. But um, we, we, off the air, I was talking with Richard and, um, about some of the wonderful chapters he has in his um, book, Addressed to Teenage Girls. It's a survival guide for teenage girls. And, um, and why don't you share some of those that have to do with uh, teenage pregnancy? Well, I've, I've got a chapter title called Get Up and Leave. Most girls don't realize that if they find themselves in a situation that they don't want to be in, all they have to do is get up and leave. Nobody's ever told them that simple strategy. I've got a chapter called You Don't Owe Him Jack. And uh, that chapter is pretty self-explanatory. You know, it's, it's, uh, the girls don't need to reciprocate when a guy says something nice to them or, or, uh, or, or gives them a gift. It, other than common courtesy and respect, uh, you don't owe anybody uh, jack, especially when it comes to somebody wanting to uh, push their interests on you because they're being nice. I've got a chapter on why are you rushing to have sex and another chapter on sex is often the beginning of the end. And then I've got a very interesting chapter called the Girls Have All the Power Over Boys. I want the girls to know that they decide what they do with their body and what they don't do with their body. They, you know, they really do have the free will to make the decisions. And, and while their decision-making is, is free, the consequences of those decisions are not free. They're bought and paid for with the actions that they take. And so I really do give the girls some straightforward language about real-life issues that they're dealing with, issues that parents um, have a difficult time um, communicating. This, this book covers the gamut of their subjects and, and language that the teens understand and can relate to, and, and nothing is left unsaid, absolutely nothing. As, as I mentioned earlier, it really should be summer reading for incoming high school freshmen. These kids need to know this information to protect themselves and, and, uh, and quite frankly, their families as well. Yes, and you said that you talked to the girls about some of the, the, the manipulations that the boys would use are likely to use on them. Could you yeah, tell now, us a little bit about that? Now, although, you know, I mean, not all boys are manipulative. You know, um, well, but so let's face it, teenage boys have their racing, raging hormones, and um, they are after one, many of them, most, well, all of them at some time <laughs> are after one thing, which is to have sex, to have more notches on their bedpost, and that's just what teenage boys, you know, think about. Um, and teenage girls, meanwhile, especially today, more than ever before, because there are so many divorces, because there are so many fathers who just get up and leave, or even fathers who are workaholics and just aren't paying attention to their girls. Um, Teenage girls, little girls, teenage girls grow up so vulnerable because they are so needy for a male presence in their life. And if a male 
um, expresses any kind of interest in them or gives them a compliment or, you know, as you were saying, gives them a gift, they just are so hungry for that. They want to believe that it means more than they than it does, and they want to believe that if they have sex with this person, that that means uh, they'll be able to get this person to stay with them, unlike they've been able to do with their father. Well, I, I, dig, I dig deep into those issues, Carol, very, very deep. In fact, deeper than any book would ever dare to go. And, um, and I want to start the premise by saying that, that not all teen boys are manipulative. And I also want to make the, the comment that the teen girls as well as teen boys are, are equally as curious and interested in sex. It's, it's just a natural um, condition at that age. Yes, but I, didn't, the, but, but I didn't mean to imply that teen girls weren't at all interested in sex, but, but normally, you know, especially depending upon how much respect for they have for themselves and their body, exactly. um, they are more cautious about that. Well, since... if they don't respect themselves, they're not going to get respect from the guys. Right. It's just that simple. And, you know, one of the chapters I have is, is a very straightforward chapter, and if it's okay for me to say the chapter title, um, it's one of the manipulative strategies that, that manipulative boys use. And the name of that chapter title is Your Special Dash That's Bullshit. And I want the girls to know that if, if somebody is um, complimenting them and, and flooding them with compliments, and telling them you're special, you're beautiful, you're unique, you're the one I want to be with. If if these compliments are are coming from somebody they really don't know, somebody that they don't trust, then they're being set up. And uh, you know, it, it's it's very common for for you know manipulative boys to to tell a girl she's special, and the girls fall for that if they don't have the confidence and self esteem um, to to know that, hey, you know, I'm being played. And so that particular chapter makes it very, very clear that they're being played. And, you know, there are other strategies. There, there are certain boys, and again, they're just a handful, that will uh, have the, tell the girls, you know, very sad stories so that the girls feel very sad and, and upset for these boys, and they want to comfort these boys. And, and you know, it's, it's a manipulative strategy. And I tell the girls straight out, it's bullshit. And I don't think that their mothers have told them that, and I'm not sure if their fathers have told them that. Um, but the reality is, is that you know, unless you know and trust somebody, and and you really know that they're being sincere, you know, the words "you're special," you know, are 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 red flags to you're about to be a notch on my belt. And that the guy who often says those words said them to somebody else yesterday, and said them to you today, and is uh-huh. going to say it to the next target tomorrow. And so the book is filled with examples where if the girls, you know, take the time, and they do take the time because of the language I use, if they read what I'm saying, they're definitely going to be alerted. I get emails, Carol, from across the country from girls who've read this book and have made very clear that, that you know, they appreciate now knowing who does and who doesn't care about them, and, and they're, they're just much more aware. And, you know, the whole goal is my whole goal is to help these girls anticipate and avoid people, places, and situations that could put them in harm's way. And uh, that's what this book is all about, and, and, and it's very effective at accomplishing that goal. Now, what do you think about um, the controversy about condoms? You know, at this uh, Gloucester High School, before it was discovered that 17 girls got pregnant, 
um, I think a nurse and a doctor resigned because they wanted um, condoms to be given out at the school, and I think the school didn't want to do it. What do you think about school, oh, oh well, given out without parental knowledge? Well, um, what do you think about all of that? I, I think we need to communicate and educate. If you're going to hand out a condom, give them my book along with the mm-hmm. condom, okay? Let them understand the consequences of using that condom. Um, not just how to properly use it, but what, what might happen if it doesn't work. Let them understand the, uh, the decision-making process they're going through, you know, who they are, who they want to be. Um, just, just the condom in and of itself um, is, is not effective. You need to, you know, we need to be present. The parents need to be present. The schools, the counselors need to be present. We need to communicate and educate. And handing out condoms in and of itself is, is insufficient. Well, yes, and, and um, even more than that, um... I mean, yes, what you're saying about these people needing to be present, I think is very true because in a way giving out condoms is sort of the easy way of, well, we're doing something. And I actually am very much against giving out condoms because to teenagers because um, it it is a a sign of approval that, um, in this case, that a school is approving the fact that they are going to have sex. Now, in this case... I don't think it would have made any difference because if they had decided to get pregnant, obviously they weren't going to be using a condom. But um, in most cases, when teens get pregnant, it's not because they didn't have the money to buy a condom. Right. It's because they made some poor decisions. They made anxiety-driven or pressured-driven choices as opposed to thoughtful, informed decisions. And and that's what my book is all about, making good decisions. And so, you know, handing out the condom is not the solution. I don't think it's a pro- It's the problem. I, I don't think it's the problem. I just don't think it's the solution. I think communication and education is the solution and that if these schools decide, and unfortunately you and I can't control these school boards, but if these school boards decide that, that they're going to hand out condoms, then they should take the further step of educating, and communicating. And like I said, hand out my book along with that condom so that they have something to really think about. You know, Carol, the girls that have not crossed the line who read my book are being reassured in the good decisions that they're making. The girls who are on the line who read my book are thinking twice before they make those decisions. We teach our kids to look twice before they cross the street. My book teaches the girls to think twice before they cross the line. The, the, the third category of girls who have actually crossed the line are, are who read my book understand that, you know what, I can go back. I can find a safe harbor and become who I want to be and, and make better choices, and I can live the, the kind of life that that, you know, I want to live. I've learned from my mistakes, and I want to move forward. And so, you know, the, the information is here. The subject is difficult for parents to talk about. They don't need to talk about it as, I mean, this book creates the opportunity to talk about the subject. All a parent needs to do, Carol, is leave this book on the kitchen table. Okay. Um... And then talk about it. Talk about these right. subjects. When, when we come back, um, we'll be talking about 
Bringing Up Baby. We'll be talking about the new show that um, that is going to be on called Baby Borrowers, um, which is a six-part reality series about ten teenagers learning that they're not ready to become parents by getting real babies to try on for size. Uh, the, the promo for it says it's not television, it's birth control. Stay tuned as we talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host. My guest is Richard Dudem, so stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today about the teen baby boom, what's up with this, with my guest Richard Dudem. We were talking about uh, the 17 teens who got pregnant in the same high school in Massachusetts, and now we're going to talk about a show that purports to be birth control and yet may well have the opposite effect. And regardless of that, it's certainly going to be having a damaging effect on the babies. Um, let, me, uh, let me read to you what their premise is. Five unmarried teen couples ages 18 to 20 who think they're ready to be parents are stationed in five separate houses on a cul-de-sac just outside Boise, Idaho. For 18 days, each couple must work to pay the rent, prepare their own meals, and raise a progression of children. 
the first three days they care for an infant. For the next three days, the infant is then taken away and replaced with a toddler. Then they get a preteen, and the preteen comes with a pet, and then a teen, and then for good measure, an elderly person who needs constant care. So um, there's going to be this, this, uh, <laughs> this, what, uh, um, a line, a factory line of, um, you know, the couples, these, you know, first of all, if you look at the premise, these, the, a boyfriend and girlfriend, 18 and 20, are going to be living together in a house. Let's just start with that. I mean, you know, um, the, the network is essentially giving the blessing to these teens playing house, you know, conveying that message that this doesn't even, um, this isn't even worth commenting about. It's just accepted that 18 to 20 year olds can and should, uh, it's cool to play house. Well, you know, the, the show is not a form of birth control, and it's definitely not a problem solver. You know, it's a lazy way of teaching our kids, uh, you know, about the realities of being a parent. Well, you know, they, they claim that um, they have the, the real parents uh, in a... Um, in another house nearby where they're able to watch on cameras, on monitors, what's going on in the, where, with their child, their baby, their toddler, their teen, preteen, and so on, what's happening with them in this house with this teen couple, uh, parent. Right. Set of, set of parents. And, um, and that they can come in and intervene, and in fact, um, that has that did happen on at least one occasion that I'm aware of. But you know, the idea of first of all taking a child away from their parent, a baby, you know, a baby, a toddler, a preteen, and so on, um, away from their parents, that in itself is very traumatic. You know, the the, the child; these aren't dolls. Uh, the child knows that they have now been ripped from their parents' bosom, literally, probably in some cases, and given to these teen parents who don't know what they're doing, who who are accompanied apparently uh, by a nanny in that house who is supposed to be intervening if there's some um, emergency. But just taking those children and, and putting them with strangers is enough of a psychological trauma itself. Yeah, I, I think that from the infant's point of view, that's a serious problem. You're putting these, 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 these young, young children at serious risk. And I understand that they've got precautions in place to try and protect the kids, but I agree entirely. You know, you're separating the kids from their parents and you're putting them in the hands of, of, uh, of, you know, teenagers who are really have have a hard enough time taking care of themselves, much less taking care of an infant. So, from the infant's point of view, I think it's a real big problem. Uh, the marketing ploy is that uh, this is a form of birth control, and this this helps uh, teens dis- discover that being a parent is is hard. But you know, again, I, this is a lazy way to to teach our kids about you know the difficulties of being a parent. And, and this is a reality TV show that, like all other reality TV shows, are not real. Um, you know, TV can be manipulative. We don't know what the outtakes are or, or what's going to be included or kept out of the show. And, and the problem is, is that the teens watching these shows, 
may not really get the entire message. It'll be similar like Juno. You know, it's it's going to be casual. Oh, things work out in the end. Well, you know, things don't always work out. And and uh, and so these reality TV shows are 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 not are not helping. They're not problem solvers. They're they're just part of the problem. Yes, it's sort of making the norm. Um, you know setting up house with your boyfriend or girlfriend. I mean, it is just like what Jamie Lynn Spears is doing. Of course, she has the added benefit of, of you know, her family or her sister uh, having made a lot of money and so getting a lot of help. But even, I mean, it's doubtful that that marriage is going to last forever. But if these couples can have, and I'm sure they'll show the poignant moments, you know, the romanticized moments, um, that's going to, I'm going to convince the teens watching it that this is something that would be very cool to do. And, and yes, there are some moments, um, at least I, I've seen a few so far, where, where the teens do have problems, um, you know, coping with being a parent to, these, to the babies and, and so on. But, but then, of course, there will be the redeeming moments where um, that will make it look like, as you said, that it will all be, it will all, come out they'll all live happily ever after right it's it's not all fun and games carol it's too casual too casual and the media is making it fashionable it's part of pop culture and uh you know jamie lynn spears is is uh probably the impetus for this show and and the reality is is that um it's 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 not solving the problem it's not a form of birth control you know there, there's even a possibility that um you know, when the kids or these teens find those redeeming portions of of, uh, of being a parent, that that they may latch on to that and may decide that you know this is something I can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if some kids even take it as a challenge, you don't know how how certain teens think. And and the reality is is that it's not fun in games. And so I just I don't agree with the concept of having reality TV shows that aren't real. Um, and they're putting our kids at further risk. They're they're glorifying. I mean, even I, I, I took a look at the this particular um, show on the uh, internet, and uh, they've got a huge congratulations to Jamie Lynn Spears and Casey. Mm. And, and the reality is, is that's fine. You know that you know you have a child. All the best to you, and good luck to you. But the reality is, is that's not real. Their circumstances are not real, and. I don't think any of those 17 girls who got pregnant have any of the luxuries and the opportunities mm-hmm. that, that, that Jamie Lynn Spears has and, and, and maybe will continue to have simply because of who she is and the money her and her family have. Yes, and particularly in today's times where um, there are so many stresses, economic stressors, terrorism, um, divorce, uh, just all kinds of, of problems where teens are so much more confused and lonely and, and don't know where to turn and so on, um, that it's the idea of, you know, this, this uh, fairy tale picture that's being presented to them all of a sudden gives them something to latch on to, that, oh, that, that's what I'll do, you know, this is how I'll have my life go, because uh, I can, I'll have, I won't be so lonely anymore, I won't be confused as to what to do, this is what I should do, and yet, of course, when, when it happens, um, you know, there are many more, having a baby lasts longer than a half an hour or an hour TV that's right. show. And, and it's not, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to last more than those 72 hours. And, you know, we as parents can't, you know, 
give the media and TV our responsibility of, uh, yes. of teaching our kids. Take your kids out to lunch. Take them to the movies. Talk to them. Create opportunities where where your kids can discuss these issues and and use situations like Jamie Lynn Spears as an example. Ask your kids, what do you think about that? You know, I mean, you know, is, what are your thoughts? Yes, absolutely. Then, you know, use this news in a positive way as a, as a talking point, a way to begin the conversation with your teen. Absolutely. Well, Richard Dudem, again, the book is called What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls, and where can people get it? It is available on Amazon.com. Okay, and uh, this is a perfect time for you to pick up a copy of this book. Read it yourself. If you're a parent, give it to your teen, and uh, if you're, you know, ideally, talk, talk about it with them, but if you are uncomfortable with that, at least provide them with this that's in their language. And, uh, and yes, uh, summer reading instead of getting into trouble <laughs> would be good. So thank you very much. Richard Dudem again. The book is called What Your Mother Never Told You, A Survival Guide for Teenage Girls. And thank you all for listening. I hope um, today's show gives you some food for thought. And if you are a teen or if you have a teen or you know a teen, Talk about these things. This is a great time. They've probably been um, hearing about these, this news, too, or if not, tell them about it and even watch this show and talk to them about you know, what's not real, what this is really like in real life. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.